Hello and welcome to Coach Mark again. Wherever you're joining me in the world, I hope you're well. You will know me from initial-impact.com and eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. Both of those sites are there assisting you worldwide if you're trying to get yourself a better life overseas and perhaps you need English as a second language as well or perhaps you're a native speaker but wanting to improve and impress better with your native language. So these podcasts, Foreigner In, are specifically designed to talk about topical issues relating to immigrating and getting yourself a new life overseas so this particular episode you can hear that I am live from outside of my apartment right now so you'll hear in the background jeepneys tricycles um, scooters all sorts of noise and cacophony from the Philippines and this particular podcast I'm just focusing on what you need to know about the Philippines when it comes to that noise pollution okay let's have a chat about this so many people are unprepared um, or unfamiliar with just how things are quite different here um, and of course if you do come to another country you have to expect things to be very different to what you experience in your own native country um, it's not suitable for you to be coming to anybody's country and expecting it to be just like yours and um, remember the old expression when in Rome do as the Romans do and you've really got to adapt to the ways and the local situation Situation, and it's about having that flexibility so if you're somebody who doesn't cope well with adapting and finds it very difficult to tolerate differences and changes um, traveling is going to be a challenge for you and certainly immigrating even more so um, you're either going to learn very quickly how to adapt and find new coping strategies or you might go insane um, <laughs> I kid you not so really it's important for you to bear that one in mind so let's have a little chat today um, about some of the issues and different that you might find out here specifically. Um, so if you're looking at the Philippines itself, um, there are many things to bear in mind. Um, one of the things, as I've just said, is the noise. So um, from a point of view of where you choose to locate, it will vary. Um, but if you are in certainly in the NCR or areas which are urban, um, you're going to have to expect a lot more noise, day and night. Um, think of tra traffic noise, um, jeepneys honking horns day and night. Um, where I first went to, which was overlooking EDSA, um, which is like the biggest kind of freeway well-known in the Philippines and notorious for um, traffic jams and noise, um, it was pretty much incessant, day and night. And there was also a monorail outside as well, the MRT monorail. So you had the noise of the train going backwards and forwards. You had... Um, emergency vehicles, sirens, etc. So be prepared for that kind of noise. Um, and you do adjust a little bit, but if you're a light sleeper or perhaps you are needing to do podcasts yourself, if you're a digital nomad and you're looking to uh, work online, these are the things you want to think about. So some of the techniques you can use to cope with that, obviously you can use um, earplugs if you have problems sleeping. Um, in addition, you can use noise cancelling earphones as well. So um, if you are trying to do any podcasts or work in coaching online then that's something to be aware of talking about coaching online as well um, just to um, to comment on that um, have you ever thought about coaching okay and doing that so you can teach English as your way to get yourself around the world if you're a native English speaker it's going to be much easier for you but even non-native um, speakers of English as a second language if you have a decent level you are able to apply to certain programs and be accepted onto the platforms and um, firstly though I would recommend that you get yourself some TEFL training 
um, you can do a course with the uh, the TEFL Academy and the details are down below and if you use that link at the moment you're going to get a nice big discount okay um, off your TEFL course so I highly recommend that you grab that opportunity while you can and if you use my link you're also helping me uh, support these podcasts and keep them free for you with this information so get yourself a TEFL course and then that way it opens up the certification allows you certainly if you take a level 5 TEFL you will be able to coach anywhere um, including government programs and um, institutions so it's better than getting just a level 3 um, and I would highly recommend it and of course you can set up your own academy online still you can do that as well in conjunction with that um, other platforms you might want to try and coach with um, are places such as Cambly again I've given a link down below and if you follow that you'll get some extra thank you goodies for using my link um, also there are platforms such as Preply okay italki i can name quite a few but the these are the main uh, the main ones that are quite good allowing you some flexibility so let's talk about that noise so clearly you're going to struggle a little bit with the noise if you coach and get some noise cancelling headphones and you can you can click and check out a lot of links down below i've given you to try and access some of these products and services to assist you also and um, what to know about the noise well, um, I would say that from, from your perspective, um, it's probably a wise decision to consider karaoke. Now, um, you might think, what on earth has karaoke got to do with anything? You'd be surprised. Um, actually, the Philippines is the birthplace of karaoke, believe it or not. Um, and with that in mind, um, it's worth noting that um, Filipinos, you love to sing, right? I love your country. I've got lots of Filipino listeners, and it's it's amazing that you're following me on here as well. And of course, you love to sing and celebrate life because let's face it, you know, every day is a good day, particularly if we don't have any disasters such as typhoons or monsoons or earthquakes or volcanic eruptions, then we celebrate being alive. And this is what I want you to be aware of, um, that from that particular perspective, and um, karaoke is a popular pastime here it's very popular and if you happen to live in an area or region as I did at one point um, and I was backing on to um, a local barangay um, which pretty much was like a shanty area okay um, you will have people who you know it's entertainment so basically will be doing karaoke day and night um, and when I say day and night I mean day and night like you know it was unheard of um, sorry not unheard of at times for me to um, have to listen to um, all sorts of editions of from Gloria Gaynor to Frank Sinatra's My Way at 5am in the morning going right the way through till about 3am in the morning so it happens and bear in mind if you are coaching or trying to work um, from here and um, remotely then that's something to really consider how you're going to cope with that and also the sleep deprivation so that is a big one to be aware about um, if you can't beat them join them so maybe go around and actually join in but you know be careful um, you need to know your environment and your neighborhood first just like you wouldn't just go and leap around in your own country and um throw yourself into situations where you didn't know the people too well so just be aware of your circumstances and your situations but you'll find that most Filipinos are really welcoming um, and actually would probably really enjoy having a, a foreigner join in um, as you would be referred to um, and you know giving it giving it a go um, now in in the Philippines, it's not essential that you can sing fantastically well, although I have to say loads of Filipinos do sing really well. 
Um, but of course, like everywhere, there are some really um, bad versions of singing too, all right? Okay, so um, it's just something you need to understand. Um, Filipinos, you're not necessarily singing because you're great at singing, just because you love to express yourself and sing. And the louder, the better it seems to be in the Philippines. Um, there's a big difference between tolerance to noise here because, um, again, culturally, noise has been a background part and parcel of how things are. When you live in densely populated areas with lots of traffic and people and large families all living in very small places together. I mean, it's not unheard of to have, you know, like six people in a, a one 19 square meter apartment, to be fair. Um, so from that perspective, you understand that this tolerance to noise is very high in Filipino people, but not as high in, say, Westerners, if you're coming from if you're coming from Europe, if you come from Germany, where literally after six o'clock on a night, there's kind of a silence. And, you know, in some places, it's the law um, that you, you can't make a noise after a certain time of night. You're going to really find it a shock to the system here that the people seem to be able to do what they want whenever they want and nobody seems to care okay nobody seems to be bothered by it only you so you really need to bear in mind your tolerance to that and how you're going to cope with that um Clearly, you can get outside, you can leave your apartment, but not so good if you're having to work from your apartment. You've got to find a way to cope, and the, ultimately, you'll learn a lot of resilience. And um, the other thing to bear in mind is um, dogs, uh, noise from dogs, and cockerels, hens, chickens. Now, again, there's no real planning um, here at all, and I mean by planning, I mean authorization. So, look, if you want to get some chickens, and you know, you you live in say um, a house or a shanty or whatever, you could just go get them, right? You can just set them up put them in your yard and let them run free and you know it's eggs isn't it it's food and that's the most important thing here remember lots of people here in the philippines are exceptionally poor still even though you have big condos and developments and shopping malls and you've got this big disparity um, between the the rich and the poor um, you've got lots of people here who are struggling literally just to even get by and so you'll find often that these shanties are around where the condos have sprung up so they were there first and then you know developers have bought pieces of land around the shanty area and put the condo up so if you happen to be renting in one of those condos be prepared that you may find even when you first move in it might be quiet but if somebody else decides to get there outside some chickens you're going to suddenly have cockerels going day and night right okay it's kind of yeah i can't even begin to tell you the amount of times that's happened to me no matter where i have rented in the philippines um you know, and it is a challenge because you can't guarantee that any area is going to stay nice and quiet, even if you think it's quiet when you first go and look at it. So be prepared. The other thing is dogs. Um, now, um, many, many Filipinos will keep dogs. Um, we have a certain breed here called the Aspen, um, which is a beautiful type of breed. It is a crossbreed um, and they just roam the streets in general, but their nature is usually really good. I have to be some of the best dogs ever I've met. I have to say Filipino dogs um, are amazing. Okay. Um, but the thing is, is that many people um, here, sadly, um, there is still a bit of a difference. Some people really pamper their pets. So you have the two extremes again you have people almost treat their pets like their babies like fur babies and they push them around in malls in little strollers uh, suited for pets and they put them in pet doggy diapers and you know they really do pamper them um, and then you have the other extreme very sadly where you get cruelty dogs chained up beaten starved left without food but chained up i had a really distressing incident myself um, at the last place i was at um, and um, it was very hard trying to get that dog rescued um, because there's just not really the facilities here there are some pet cruelty um, 
organizations, but they can't intervene. It's not like in the UK with the RSPCA. Um, or PDSA or other countries where you've got the, the definite backing of the authorities and the services. So do bear that in mind. Um, if you find it distressing to see animals in a poor condition, then you will encounter sadly lots of that here. Cats, dogs roaming the street, um, chains around their neck, um, bits of barbed wire used to hold on to them. You, you really be prepared for that. The noise though, what I mean by the barking of the dogs is that um, particularly if you've got an owner who literally just staked a dog outside, as was the case in the one I was referring to, um, they were not bothered by the dog barking day and night. And I mean, I mean incessantly barking, howling, trying to break free of its chain. So it was really distressing to see the dog in that state, very distressing to hear it. And of course, highly disruptive to coaching, sleeping and just trying to function. Um, and there was nothing that you could really do, um, even trying to like call across to the owners and, and do your best to sort of <laughs> say, could you take your dog in? Not going to be listened to. Um, and, you know, I you don't want as a foreigner get into an altercation really over this but it it, it was becoming exceptionally challenging fortunately and um, the dog was finally rescued i just kept um, reporting it to the condo management and also to the the local barangay captain um, and that eventually did happen but it took weeks and that poor dog was left there for weeks so the noise from that you have to know how you're going to cope with that as well um, what are you going to do um, how is it going to be possible for you to cope if you do get yourself into that situation? Sometimes you have no choice but to move again. Um, and this is, is, is always going to be a challenge here um, because of that, that noise. So I hope this has given you some idea as to what to be prepared for. Um, don't be expecting to come and have it all nice and organised like you're used to in a developed country. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, as I say, the tolerance to noise is, is much higher um, because of just how things have evolved here. Um, and this is the cultural difference. This is why you come to different countries to experience that this is how things are. Um, but it's worthwhile bearing in mind, as I say, more for if you are going to do coaching online or tutoring, um, how, do you, how do you work like that, um, or any other type of online meetings that you might need to have. And clearly, if you're meeting with other Filipinos online, then they will understand. But if you are working, say, with somebody in the UK or Canada, they will not understand at all why on earth there's that racket in the background. And it can make and break sometimes um, your your connections, your job opportunities, you can lose business because of it. Um, you might get deplatformed if you're on a coaching platform because the quality of your call, the noise is being disrupted so heavily. And there's not much you can do about that if you've got yourself in a rental contract and you're stuck there. Um, so that is a huge challenge as well. Even if you're not stuck there, you know, just trying to find another less noisy property here can be a challenge. So this is one thing to bear in mind. So I hope that's given you some insight into some of the noise issues. But as I say, not insurmountable. You just have to know you've got a plan B and C. To get away from it, you can go and try and coach outside. Um, you could go to a local cafe or something and connect to their free Wi-Fi. But again, it can be noisy there. So pick a quiet spot. Um, also, as I say, just the general traffic noise noise day and night is also a challenge um, so you've got to plan around all of these things and if you really feel you can't cope then I would say maybe the Philippines is not going to be the best place for you to come if you can't cope with that high amount of noise um, also you can hear you've got lots of natural noises too you can hear lovely birds and parakeets okay um, when you can hear them over the roar of the traffic um, now if you want to go and live in some of the far-flung islands for example like you know um, you want to go to um, Karan or Chiago 
um, Palawan, beautiful, okay, El Nido. However, you're not going to get the Wi-Fi coverage you need to be able to connect to the internet, or certainly not at the speed or consistency you need to keep up any regular kind of remote digital work. It's fine if you can pick and choose the time that you want to upload your content, for example, if you're just a digital blogger, that's fine, okay? But if you're expected to be in calls like coaching, for example, um, or meetings at a certain time and your internet fails or there's a blackout, okay, which happens a lot when we have um, typhoons um, and other natural disasters here, then it can wreak havoc with your income stream or anything you're trying to do. It's This is why it is so hard, I believe, for Filipino people just to get on the front foot because locally, you know, I understand totally well from living here that you are faced with these on a daily basis. Sometimes the internet connection just falls over. Um, we have um, only a couple of telecoms operators here in the Philippines, and to be honest, none of them are any really use. Um, they vary depending on what's happening and what the weather's doing, to be fair. Um, I'm hoping that when Elon Musk's Starlink finally gets up and running, that things will change here in the Philippines significantly. But, you know, we do have fiber optics in some parts of the Philippines, but certainly nothing like you expect if you coming from the UK or USA, um, you're still dealing with almost dial-up speeds at times, and this is really difficult and challenging. Um, sometimes you can get a great connection, other times no reason at all, it just isn't there. Um, no matter how much you reset your, your cell phone or your modem, if you've got a modem, um, you're not going to get great coverage. If you want to get fiber optic, if as long as you're in a province that supports that, it is possible, but it takes time to get that fitted. And of course, you do need to have a fixed rental contract um, in order for you to put that in because it's not a pay as you go service. It's a pay, you know, like pay per month. Um, so usually you'll need to either have some sort of fixed income there to show you've got a rental contract um, and if you are just a backpacker or blogger or you are jumping around or you don't have the ability to have a fixed rental contract for one reason or another you're going to struggle that is not available to you so these are things you have to take into account um, when coming to the Philippines um, that said um, the noise can also be a great inspiration all right you can get some great content if you are a blogger you can you know capture all this, this cacophony of sound you can show people what it's like show them a proper karaoke session um, obviously draw attention maybe to the animal rights issues here as well so you can utilize that in a different way but it might not be what you're fully expecting when you come here be prepared to have a more open mind on the noise and you're going to be just fine if not, then as I say, you might not want to pick a slightly less noisy place. But if you're thinking of coming to one of the islands to sort that problem out and just get away and live quieter, you're going to struggle with the internet connection there. Um, also, electricity is an issue on the islands. It's also an, an issue in, in the main um, areas too. Because if we have like the typhoons we've had again recently, you lose internet, okay? You lose the connection, you lose electricity, you have blackouts and you just are... Yeah, you just have to sit there, right, and weather the storm and wait for it to be restored. That said, when the power does go down here, I've been impressed, certainly, well, in the region I'm in, at how fast they bring it back up. I mean, you're talking maybe 10 to 12 hours without power, but eventually they will have it restored. Other areas, not so lucky. It can be days. So do bear that in mind. You've got to think location, location, location in the Philippines, and that's harder. Because if you're trying to look for something specific, if you're trying to look for an apartment or a condo that is well-equipped, 
if you want a hot shower, they're not in everywhere. Hot showers are not something you're going to get here, right? Okay, it's quite unusual. Most Filipinos and, and combination will have cold showers. If you like a hot shower, like I need for my, I have asthma, so to the steam is really helpful to open my lungs. Okay, I need a hot shower. You're not going to find that always a standard. Also, some places won't be kitted out very well, not to what you're used to with certain things. Um, you might not even have something to cook on, so you've got to think about what you're going to do. Most places will just come with a rice cooker if you're lucky and if you're not a great fan of rice or you don't eat that because you want to you know rice is quite high on the glycemic index if you're looking after your health you don't want to live on rice because you're going to end up with with some issues there so you've got to think about okay well you might need to kit it out yourself and that's going to cost you some money okay that's all worthwhile considering many places won't always come with aircon um, or if they do it's very poorly functioning aircon so you've got to make sure that, that where you are has a good way to get some aircon or cooling into that property um, in the first lockdown that I suffered in the original place I was at I've had to move so many times um, and the aircon broke um, and because it was COVID, the situation there, nobody was allowed into the condo at all to fix the aircon. So I had to do my first summer in the Philippines with zero aircon in like 40 plus degree heats in a tiny little like room. It wasn't even an apartment. Um, and I just had the window open, but um, unfortunately it didn't let a lot of air in because here you don't get a lot of air movement compared to other parts of the world. Um, sometimes it can be exceptionally still, very high humidity and heat, it can be stifling. And the only way to cope with that is to try and sleep during the day and work on the night time. But again, not ideal. Um, so you've got you've to really think about these particular things but your apartment is not going to get always kitted out as you expect um, people say oh I'm going to move to the Philippines because it's really cheap I hear I can get a really cheap apartment yes you can yes you can but that's if you want to live in a shack okay usually no disrespect and um, if you're happy to have something that is really basic has no hot shower no washing machine no nothing at all okay um, and maybe just a fan for cooling you down um, and not much else other than a bed maybe in a table then I'm sure you can and you will be living in probably quite a noisy area because these units are usually piled high okay they're packed in with other units and sometimes as I've just said the area is quite noisy around it you've got a main road you've got pollution you've got karaoke so if you have specific issues like health issues with asthma maybe you're very noise sensitive maybe you need to keep a quiet environment for your work anyway um, these are things that are going to impact you and you'll have to pay a lot more to find what you want and there's little choice that's the other thing because it's not as widely heard of as I've just said to get all these things in one unit so these are all things that I highly recommend you consider and plan for. If you want more advice or guidance, do message me on Telegram. I'm happy to answer any questions there. Also sign up to my newsletter because that's going to enable you to get all of this information about these different countries to your inbox. Okay, so I hope this has been of interest and eye opening for you. And the Philippines is a fantastic place to come. There's a diversity of wildlife that you can also get to listen to and enjoy. But do bear in mind, it is going to be totally different to anything you've experienced if you're coming from say America Canada the UK um, you know Europe or even Australia and New Zealand all right come with an open mind and you will enjoy it far better but as you could probably hear in the background you're gonna get a lot of 
cockerels, noise, road, etc. It's just how it is here. The karaoke, if you can't beat them, join in. I suggest you grab a microphone. And if you're looking for voice coaching, by the way, go to gottabefamousevents.com. That is a company that I am partly involved with here in the Philippines. And we offer voice coaching sessions. So if you want to learn how to sing and join in with the karaoke fun, even if you're not coming to the Philippines, you just want to improve your voice and have some fun online working with a Filipino fantastic voice coach, we can help you there. So there's a bit of a shameless plug to finish this one with. I wish you all the best of luck with your plans to emigrate wherever you're going in the world. And if you want to feature in any of these, then please get in touch. But for now, we're going to sign off and our roosters are getting noisy. So there's a good time to say goodbye for now. See you later. Hello, and just a quick update from me, it's Coach Mark in Manila here again. Um, it's come to my attention since publishing this podcast that the TEFL Academy um, certification is only acceptable by organisations in the UK and Ireland. So if you aren't trying to immigrate into either of those two countries, you might need to look for a different provider to do your TEFL certification with. Your best bet is to check with the country where you're hoping to get into and the establishments there that you might want to try teaching at to double check if they will accept this qualification or not. Um, I'm going to be providing other links uh, further on down below in the description though to other programs you can consider. So don't worry, there will be a program for you, but I just needed to add that for your safety. Hello everybody, and sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to mention a few things that can help you, all right? So I want to help as many of you as possible. You can get a free 30-minute check of your English level, your OET, IELTS, or any other things that you're trying to achieve here with me. If you're trying to pass your interviews, maybe you're attempting to get a job overseas. You would like to know how you're sounding and what a native speaker really would say about your responses in an interview or an IELTS or OET test, for example. Um, check out that at eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. If you're looking more for career and immigration coaching and would like to discuss your plans, then you can hit me up over at initial-impact.com. But both of those sites, the links take you to the same end result, which is a booking page for 30 minutes free of charge to book your session, time and date you pick on Zoom. Also, if you're doing IELTS and OET and you would like help with your written or speaking tasks too, and you don't or can't have time to book a session with me in person on a live call, which again, I can do. You can get live one-to-one -one coaching on Zoom anytime you like. But if it's hard for you, then take advantage of my IELTS and OET written and spoken task service, which means that you buy credits, 10 credits, 10 tasks, and you can submit your spoken audio files to me for critique and review, and then I will respond within 36 hours with a full review of your transcript and to tell you where you sounded good, where it fell down, and the corrections, okay? And um, for your written IELTS and OET, again, you can select all the tasks on my booking site, which the links are all, uh, all available. You can just go to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. You can find all of these services there and follow the links. And what you'll be able to do is get a response from me within 36 hours with correction of your written task. And then you get a chance to do it again with the corrections I've suggested. And I will also expand and give some of the native phrases you might like to consider. So you're going to find out how to make yourself sound better, to hit the magical number um, that you need to get for word count, pass and get the higher grade, and also how to expand your sentences and create essays because many students are struggling to know even how to, to create an academic layout of an essay. Um, you're going to fall down there too. 
when it comes to OET, it's slightly different, but the same process applies. When you look at how you structure those referral letters and how you uh, write the client and the patient notes, okay? So it's very specific depending on whether it's OET or IELTS. Um, I do it all. Me and my team, we are here to help you, okay? So don't hesitate to reach out. And of course, please, 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 if you'd like to purchase any books, then you can get that from the bookstore links. Again, you'll find those all on the site. So good luck, everybody, and hope to help you soon.